for Pacifica Radio, October the 5th, 2023. I'm Scott Horton. This is Anti-War Radio. All right, y'all, welcome to the show. It is Anti-War Radio. I'm your host, Scott Horton. I'm the editorial director of Antiwar.com and author of the book Enough Already, Time to End the War on Terrorism. You can find my full interview archive, almost 6,000 of them now, going back to 2003, at scotthorton.org and at youtube.com slash scotthortonshow and at all the video sites slash scotthortonshow. And you can follow me on Twitter, if you dare, at scotthortonshow. All right, you guys, next up on the show is Dan Cohen from Redacted. Welcome back to the show, Dan. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm I'm good. Good to be with you, Scott. Uh, great, great to have you here. Such important news: USA is reinvading Haiti. Do tell. Yeah, it's only been what six years since uh, the UN left Haiti after a 13-year mission, so-called peacekeeping mission, in which case in, in which they carried out a bunch of massacres, impregnated, you know, raped a bunch of children. Frankly, is what we should call it. So essentially, what's going on is the US used its diplomatic capital, the UN Security Council, to get a resolution authorizing a non-UN force to invade Haiti. So, you know, the key difference between the last intervention and and this one that's about to happen is this is not going to be UN peacekeepers. This is going to be a force the U.S. is cobbling together with mostly Kenyans who are going to be on the ground, as well as several other countries. And U.S. Special Forces, um, the Green Berets, the seventh special group of the Green Berets are already down there, have been down there for about a month and a half, cycling in and out, training the police to do raids and captures or kills of what they call gang members. And there are real nasty gangs, criminal groups in Haiti, in Port-au-Prince, but that's not fundamentally who they want to take out. The target of this intervention is uh, an anti-crime armed federation, basically neighborhood self-defense groups. It's like, you know, imagine if our neighborhoods in, in, you know, in the U.S., wherever you are, are taken over by criminals. Well, people would take up their weapons and they would organize to kick those criminals out and try to have some semblance of normalcy or order. Mm -hmm. And that's what they've done in these neighborhoods, led by a guy named Jimmy Barbecue Cherizier. And uh, that's the guy that they want to take out, ironically. Mm-hmm. Well, and we have seen that in Mexico, for example, where the locals say, look, the cops are in on it with the drug dealers. So we're just going to grab our own rifles and provide our own security. And it does happen. So and I know that you have spent some time in Haiti, Dan, and that you've interviewed Jimmy Barbecue Chevalier. Tell us all about him and why you believe that he's not just a gangster like the rest of these guys. Well, so yeah, I've I've been in Haiti four times since July 2021 when I first went down there. And I did a documentary with a Haitian outlet called Haiti Liberté, which goes through the, you know, my entire our entire argument and and the background of what's happening right what's what's about to happen right now. It's called the documentary is called Another Vision Inside Haiti's Uprising. And it centers around Jimmy Cherizier. Um and basically he has been the uh, uh he has been smeared in the press. He has been demonized by a National Endowment for Democracy, State Department, CIA disinformation campaign that has paved the way for this intervention. All of I've gone through meticulously investigated the allegations against him that he carried out 
a series of massacres. The main one is called the Lasaline Massacre. And this is like, you know, Iraqi WMDs or Syrian chemical weapons attacks. Uh, it's, it's a total pretext. Um, and so he is the guy who has organized his neighborhood. He's the linchpin to this federation of armed groups that's fighting back against criminals and has actually, you know, they provide for their neighborhood. Uh, you know, they have they have like education and clean water and these kinds of things for their neighborhood where the state basically fails and doesn't exist or attacks them. Um, so he's been totally smeared and he's, you know, demonized in the media. And, you know, it's the U.S. government that's that's done it. And it's through a phony human rights group in Haiti called the Haitian National Network for Human Rights and a guy named Pierre Esperance. Pierre Esperance is the biggest disinformation agent in Haiti. He uh, just wrote an article in the New York Times yesterday. You know, so he's he's the U.S.'s man. He's the U.S. embassy's man in Haiti. And, uh, you know, they're they're coming to kill not only Jimmy Cherizier, but, you know, they're going to kill a lot of innocent people, too. All right. Um, it's Dan Cohen from Redacted here on uh, Anti-War Radio. And I'd like you to go back to from the time that you spent with this guy, Jimmy yeah. Barbecue Chevalier. What has convinced you of his innocence? Like, for example, if you can uh, focus on those massacres that you mentioned that he's been accused of. You have my ears, Dan. I've seen the United States accuse every enemy that they've attacked since... Panama in 89, you know, at least of all kinds of things that were not true in order to justify their violence. There are no exceptions. So um, I'm willing to give this guy the benefit of the doubt and presume his innocence. But could you explain what it was that you found out and how you're so certain? Yeah. So, I mean, there are a series of uh, massacres that he was alleged to have participated in. The first one was basically when he, he's actually a former cop. He was a high level, ironically, an anti-gang cop. You know, he was he would be sent on these missions to, to confront, arrest, whatever, take out um, real bad guys, bad criminals who, you know, would kill and rape and rob and that kind of thing. And he was sent on a mission abruptly and it went bad. Because they were not properly briefed, they didn't know what was going on. Turned into a firefight between uh, him and his his men and and these gang members. Some of his fellow policemen were killed. The next day, and this is all in the documentary. The next day, the police congratulated him on his efforts and thanked him and honored him. And then two weeks later, the human rights groups get involved that are funded by the U.S. and declare that Jimmy Cherizier carried out a massacre. Now, and they never presented a shred of evidence. Uh, they just said, well, there were dead people. Well, there were dead people, but that doesn't mean they weren't gang members that they had killed. That doesn't mean there weren't innocent people caught up in an operation that went awry. So that's the first one. And that basically pushed him out of the police and said and made him say, well, you know, th this system is insane. This is a corrupt system. It has to go. So he started to speak out. And then. In 2000, uh, late 2018 is what we have, uh, no, what is known as the La Saline Massacre. And that was, according to these phony human rights groups, these NED-funded disinformation operations disguised as human rights groups, Jimmy Cherizier and the government the planned and carried out a massacre in this slum of La Saline. Now, if you look at, there's like seven different reports, and I go through all of them in the documentary. They're all contradictory. They all make claims that don't make sense with each other, and they don't present any actual evidence. There's no evidence. And so what I found is that 
well, I and I found evidence that he was not there. I had testimony from his neighbors saying, no, he was asleep on the ground when that whole thing was going on. And what it actually was, was a fight between armed groups for control of a market. Um, and that that stuff happens frequently in a place like Port-au-Prince, where there is extreme poverty and, you know, basically strong men emerge. So he's so that one I found no evidence for was totally manufactured. Um, and actually, the guy, you know, Pierre Esperance, the head of this human rights group, he played a key role in the 2004 coup against uh, Aristide that the U.S. that the U.S. was behind. Um, so he's playing essentially the same role. He manufactured 2004, the so-called La Cerie massacre, which the UN Special Rapporteur denounced. It basically said was was not was not that at all. Um, so he lied about that, and now he's lying about these other massacres in order to pave the way. And so, you know, I'm not going to say that Jimmy Cherizier is an angel. What I do say is that he's not guilty of the crimes that he is accused of, and that he is actually trying to change the situation in his country. And he's in a he's in a tight spot. He's in a bad spot. I mean, the U.S. is is straight up gunning for him. They want to you know capture a kill. Yeah. Tell us. I mean, what are his sins other than these fake maskers? I mean, on the real level, what is it that America hates about this guy? Is he a communist or he's just hell bent on going after certain of their interests or what is it? He's not a communist, actually. Um, you know, he like in, in our documentary, you know, there, he's sitting in front of a Che Guevara painting uh, on the wall. But but he's not like an ideological communist at all. He's a guy who's shaped up by his experiences and he hates what he calls the corrupt, stinking bourgeoisie, you know, the elites, the oligarchy in Haiti who actually fund these criminal gangs to terrorize the neighborhoods, to have insecurity, because when people aren't organized, when they don't have, you know, their, their, when the country doesn't have its sovereignty, when people don't have their own individual sovereignty, it's total chaos. And then, you know, these foreign multinational corporations can come in and, and have sweatshop labor and the Clinton Foundation can, you know, make sure that the that that people, you know, live in sheer poverty and they just exploit the situation. And so that's fundamentally what he's challenging. And that's why the U.S. does not want him to, you know, succeed. He They can't allow him because he wants he wants to have a revolution. He wants to change the system. So that's the threat he presents. And that's why they they smear him. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Hang on just one second. Hey, y'all. Scott Horton here for Tennessee Hot Sauce Company. Man, this stuff is so good. They get all different flavors. Garlic habanero, honey habanero, pineapple habanero, poblano jalapeno, and the blood orange ghost. They're all so good, I swear. And for a limited time, Tennessee Hot Sauce Company is featuring official Scott Horton Hotter Than the Sun thermonuclear hot sauce. It's full of Carolina Reapers, Scorpion Peppers, Dr. Pepper, hydrogen isotopes, and all kinds of things that'll burn your tongue clean off. Seriously, it's really good. Get yourself a hot sauce subscription. Spend $40 or more and use promo code SCOTT to get a free bottle of Hotter Than The Sun hot sauce. That's tnhotsauceco.com. Hey, y'all got to check out these awesome busts of our hero, the great Ron Paul. They're made by the renowned sculptor Rick Casali. They're 13 inches tall, hand-painted bronze resin based on Casali's brilliant original. Y'all may have seen mine in the background on my bookshelf in some recent interviews. The thing is unbelievable. Check out this incredible piece of art at rickcasali.com slash ronpaul, and you'll see what I mean. Use promo code Horton, and you'll save 25 bucks, and this show will get a little kickback, too. 
That's rickcasali.com slash Ron Paul. Casali is C-A-S-A-L-I. rickcasali.com slash Ron Paul. And there's free shipping, too. All right, so now you mentioned the Clinton Foundation there. I know a little bit about that, but let's assume that the radio audience in L.A. has never heard of such a thing as some scandal involving Hillary Clinton's foundation and the island nation of Haiti. What would you tell them? Well, Haitians, you know, hate the hate the Clintons, um, maybe, you know, more than even Trumpers in the U.S. do. The Clinton Foundation, particularly in the wake of the 2010 earthquake in Haiti, which killed something like, I mean, my understanding is it killed about 80,000 people. Um, then the U.S., you know, the U.S. and its proxies, you know, did this humanitarian operation to raise, you know, billions of dollars. Um, and that was like 98% of that money that was supposed to go to Haiti was pillaged back into the coffers of Washington contractors. And the Clinton Foundation played a huge role in that. So the Clintons are, you know, kind of like the modern slave owners of, of Haiti in a lot of ways. They just profit immensely and make sure the people live in misery. So they're just reviled there. Mm-hmm. And then wasn't there some State Department cables published by the hero Julian Assange that showed Hillary Clinton and her interests in keeping the minimum wage at what, 24 instead of 25 cents an hour or some horrible thing? Yeah, exactly. It was. I think it was like three, two dollars an hour, or, or sorry, a day, not a, day, not a, yeah, something like three dollars a day instead of five dollars a day. They, the, the, yeah, the Clinton State Department directly intervened to make sure people couldn't, you know, uh, uh, earn earn enough to live. And there was some factory that they had built that was like, oh look, we're helping the people by building them this textile factory. But then it was just some miserable sweatshop, pseudo slave exactly. labor, as you were saying there, right? Yeah, and if you you know you can see people coming in and out of those sweatshops every day if you go down, go down to Port-au-Prince, and that was you know the big thing that they that they built right after the earthquake to have economic recovery and rebuild Haiti, and there you know there's these photos of Bill and Hillary, um, you know with with these Haitians, and oh it's going to be great, and it's just mm-hmm. total sweatshop labor. Yeah, well look, I mean, I think we can all understand how somebody in college might be convinced that. Oh, the baby blue flag and the humanitarian mission. And, you know, the U.S. can be a mean old right wing imperialist. But when the U.N. comes to help the people, that's when peace breaks out and everything is okay, Right, Dan? Ha. If only. I mean, the you know, the 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 U.N. force from 2014, 2004 to 2017 um was just absolutely horrific. Uh, they brought cholera, for example, um, which killed many Haitians. The UN uh, so-called peacekeepers defecated in the water supply. Um, for, and by many for, Haitians, you mean little babies and toddlers. That's who dies of cholera. Right, right, right. Exactly. And that and that still exists to this day. You know, there are cholera clinics down there that I've been to. They carried out massacres. You know, they're just they're just going into slums and just shooting all over the place, just unloading. And these are not like. You know, these are people from all over the world. What they do is actually they get poor, poor cops, cops from poor countries or soldiers from poor countries who are like, hey, we'll pay you more if you go and, uh, you know, do this in Haiti. And so they go along with it because that's the only way they can get by. They can survive. Um, and so, you know, I could actually I, I know from a source close to the Haitian National Police that the Ken- Kenya, which is going to be the main the country that contributes a thousand special ops police officers, they were bribed with fifty million dollars to send uh, to send their police. So you know this is just this is just a big 
scam. It's just, you know, there's nothing humanitarian about this. This is just about, uh, this is just dirty business. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the, yeah, the UN peacekeepers have been horrible for Haiti, but this time it's, it's only the UN has given it its blessing. So it's not even going to be, you know, under UN control. It's just the UN signed off on it mm-hmm. to, um, so it's going to be fundamentally a u.s operation the u.s is totally in control of this well i don't know what your problem is the kenyans have done a fantastic job in somalia no i'm sorry i don't know (laughs) what i'm thinking all right listen it's kpfk anti-war radio i'm talking with dan cohen and man we're so out of time here and we buried the lead you have a single source but he's on camera named credible source explaining the degree of the American Special Operations Command deployment to Haiti so far and what they're doing. You got a minute or two, please, to hit us with that. Yeah, well, uh, so far, what I know is that they've been down there for 30 to 45 days cycling in and out. I spoke to a former Air Force Special Operations Command member who you know came to me and told me about this because basically those are his, his buddies who are down there. Um, and he's Haitian American and he's not real thrilled with it. So that's why he came to me. And basically they're training not only the, the general kind of police in the Haitian National Police, but also elite squads to be able to, to carry these out, uh, these operations out. And so it's not just, you know, they're going to tell them what to do. They're going to be embedded with them. You know, they'll be in the truck and they'll say, OK, go do this and they'll get out and probably participate. So the U.S. and the Biden administration has really sought to make this not seem like it's a U.S. operation. They've they've even called it like, you know, solidarity among from a black country. You know, it's like pan-African solidarity, what Kenya is doing. But this is straight up a U.S. operation to go in and kill people. And, you know, I mean, you're talking about incredibly poor, exploited people living in very, very dense in a densely populated area. And so when those bullets start flying, I guarantee you there are going to be a lot of innocent civilians, uh, you know, that suffer the consequences. So, you know, if there's any like organized protests, you know, this is this is this is not very popular. You know, nobody nobody really wants this. Um, So if you can get to protests, you know, call your elected official, whatever, to to push back against this. Mm -hmm. And look, you know what? Motives aside, too. People got to understand that this can't work. America and other whatever allied nations coming in with their armed force to remake Haiti in a way that now it's a workable thing, you know, is impossible. They have on a very basic level a knowledge problem where they can't tell a gangster from an anti-gangster or which one they should be backing. And they can't tell their own interests from the interests of the people of Haiti, which they don't even apprehend at all, right? So I understand how appealing it can be to look at poor, desperate people and think, we just need to send the infantry in there to make everything okay. But that's not how you make everything okay. Exactly. And, you know, think about, I mean, the problems that we have in the United States. We have all kinds of violence. We have all kinds of killings. Do we want a foreign country to send its military in to intervene and just start shooting into neighborhoods randomly? No, it's a it's you know, there's problems, but it's that those have to be solved internally, domestically. Uh, You know, there has to be ways to solve it. So, you know, the idea of some foreign force coming into our country, we would all reject it just like Haitians will.
Yep. All right, you guys, that is Dan Cohen. He is a correspondent for Redacted with Natalie and Clayton Morris. You can find that on YouTube and go and look at their recent piece. And you will see his interview with this special operations source, this extremely credible special operations source, talking about the Green Berets deployment to Haiti already before we officially even get started here. Very important stuff and really appreciate your time on the show, Dan. Absolutely. Thank you, Scott. All right, y'all. And that is Anti-War Radio for today. I'm your host, Scott Horton. I'm the editorial director of Antiwar.com and the author of Enough Already, Time to End the War on Terrorism. Find my full interview archive at scotthorton.org and follow me on Twitter, if you dare, at Scott Horton Show. I am here every Thursday from 2.30 to 3 on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA. See you next week.